All right, God bless. Welcome to a new episode of The Way to Heaven. Amen. Season 3, episode 7. Amen. And once again, the whole armor of God, or the armor of God, part 5. Amen. The shield of faith. Amen. Once again, we have our brother Ulysses, our co-host, amen, to help us with this episode and, and give us a, a, a how, do, how do I say this, like a, we're gonna dig deep in this uh, series. We have digging deep. We have, we have had some good conversations and some uh, good. Uh, how do you say it? Like, do you say analogy? Like when you analyze, you know, I, I don't know how to say it. You know, if I said it wrong, don't make fun of me. You know, <laughs> amen, my brother Ulysses. Oh God bless everyone, and we're glad that you're tuning in to listen to this whenever it is that you are doing it. As always, our prayer is that this is something that can just help you in your walk with Christ, uh, help you in your relationship with God, and hopefully in some way bring us closer uh, to our Heavenly Father and uh, through Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit. And so as we continue, so we're in part uh, five of this, and it's, of course, the fourth piece of the armor, which is the shield of faith found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. I think that what we see is that the importance of faith is at the center of a lot of movies. Uh, I'm not sure about our listeners, but I know I'm, I, I do watch a good amount of movies. Uh, I don't know if as much as Ruben, but <laughs> I watch, I watch some decent amount of movies and you see that, that faith is at the center of a lot of these. Uh, we, there's questions of, you know, is the hero going to, you know, believe and have faith to conquer and to win against his enemy, or are they going to give up and give in to doubt and fail? That's almost in every, especially every superhero movie, right? Everything builds up to some big fight, the hero loses, and now he has to go back, you know, and have faith to win again. So, and we see in, in most movies, faith wins. Uh, the hero chooses to trust, and in the end, all ends well. And Everyone lives happily ever after, right? The question is, what exactly are we supposed to be believing in? Uh, that part is never really clear in the movies we watch, right? Do we have faith in ourselves and our own abilities? Do we have faith in like the power of teamwork, you know, because of the Avengers? Uh, do we have faith in our destiny that everything will be okay? Or, or do we have faith in something else? And so what we believe in doesn't seem to matter a whole lot in these movies. It just matters that you have faith, that you keep the faith, that you don't stop believing and because of this, we uh, because of this culture that we live in, we hear people say things like, "Hey, I just I can't believe in Christianity. I can't believe that there was this man that that lived uh, two thousand years ago that that died and was raised from the dead. I can't believe that, but I'm glad that you believe that. I'm glad that you have that faith, that you have those beliefs." And people who say these kinds of things, uh, things like, "I don't have enough faith to believe, but it's good that you have enough." Uh, these people don't understand, and sometimes we don't understand, that our faith is rooted in, based on, founded in reality. If there isn't a solid foundation to faith, then that faith is worse than useless, because it's a lie and it's misleading. I, I can firmly, completely believe that I am going to be a professional basketball player in the NBA, that I'm going to be the greatest player ever, that I'm going to be greater than Michael Jordan. I can believe that with my whole heart, with my whole mind. 
have complete faith in myself that I can do that. But that isn't going to happen. If you've seen me, I'm not that tall. I'm not that great of a basketball player. That is just, that's not going to happen. As much as I believe that's going to happen, it's not going to be a thing. So to put this kind of in biblical terms, our faith must always have a firm foundation if it's going to be meaningful. Because if it doesn't have a firm foundation, then it's a lie. And faith isn't, isn't what people like to think it is. It isn't just believing in something without evidence or without proof um, just because someone told us to believe when we were in church one day. Paul in Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, he says, If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people, we of all people, um, I'm sorry, let me start over. In 1 Corinthians 15, 19, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. So what Paul is trying to say there, uh, what he's saying is if Jesus' resurrection is a lie, if Jesus' resurrection, if Jesus coming back from the dead is a fantasy, it's just a legend, it's not true, then it is not something that we should believe in or not something that we should stand for. If Jesus Christ didn't really come back from the dead, it's not something that we should encourage others to believe in because we think it might make them happy or live better or more lives. Faith in the resurrection, faith in Jesus being the Son of God, dying on that cross for our sins, and coming back to life on the third day, uh, you know, actually believing that Jesus rose from the dead is only meaningful if it's actually true, right? True biblical faith doesn't have power just by itself. Just just having faith doesn't have power um, just by itself. It's what our faith is connected to, what we have faith in, uh, that gives it power. Faith is, uh, is only an instrument that connects us to an all-powerful God, right? The God who created all that we know, all of creation, heavens and earth, uh, everything we've ever experienced, tasted, seen, heard, smelled, God created all of those things. Um, and it's our faith that connects us to him. And it's him who now allows us to have a relationship with him. It's through that faith. So this is the faith that Paul is talking about in Ephesians 6.16. It's in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. He is not saying that faith has some sort of crazy power to defend against Satan. What he is saying is that faith protects us from the attacks of Satan because of what we have faith in. We have faith in the power and protection of God. you have anything to add, Ruben? No, I mean, uh, this reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, when people take the Bible out of context, amen? And, and we talked about this before also. But I feel like this connects so well to it. Uh, like for example, you know, when they say I can do all things in Christ. And man, people take that verse out of context. And they're like, oh, I can do whatever I want. You know, if I put my mind into it, I can do whatever I want, you know. Uh, you know, in Christ, you know, I, I can I can fly, you know, I can talk to dolphins, I can do this and that, you know. I mean, obviously right now I'm, I'm exaggerating, right? But... I mean, there's people that, that do use this verse out of context, and they're like, you know, I, I know I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know, because, yeah, because I can do it. You know, I have faith in Christ, and then, and <laughs> it, it's funny, you know, it's like, like, 
I mean, I don't know if you find it funny, but you know, I, and me in some way, I do find it funny, you know, and, but also, you know, it's something serious, you know, where like, where we're talking right now, right? Our faith has to have a meaning, amen? Like, like, like he said about, you know, uh, when it said that uh, the resurrection is only, I mean, the, the, it's only meaningful if it actually happened, if it's actually true, I mean, which it did. Amen. So that, that's my comment, actually. I, I don't have a lot to say right now. I mean, I'll probably have some more things to say later on, right? Amen. Uh, after a few more uh, of you talking. Amen. Yeah. Um, no, I think you made a good point. And, and I think that, that we, yeah, our faith needs to be rooted in that truth uh, and knowing that, that it's true, that it really happened. And again, our faith is is that connection so our faith is what connects us to that god and this becomes very clear when um because i just want to make it clear i'm not saying that faith isn't important it is faith is very important but it's important because not faith just in and of itself but faith is what connects us to that powerful god so it connects us to the creator of the heavens and the earth it's what creates uh, a, a connection through faith to the God that so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? Um, that's what our faith does. And, and that's what I'm trying to make important or make clear is that that's what faith is. It's faith is that connection to God. Um, and this becomes very clear when you look at how the image of a shield is used in the Old Testament. All throughout the Old Testament, it's not faith, but God that is described as our shield. Uh, Genesis 15:1, God tells Abraham, fear not, Abram. I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. Proverbs 30, uh, verse 5, um, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. We find the same picture uh, painted all throughout the Psalms. Psalm chapter 3, verse 3, But you, O Lord, are the shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Psalm 28, 7, This is my strength and my shield. Um, and Psalm uh, 119, verse 114, you are my hiding place and my shield. And probably one of the uh, closest scriptures to Ephesians 6 is Psalm 91. And we see in this psalm uh, a believer who is struggling and who's under attack. And a lot of commentators will recognize that there is a spiritual level to this problem. And he isn't just speaking so much literally as he is uh, speaking about his current spiritual life. Uh, so this is a spiritual attack on his life. And this is what the psalmist strikes. It says, for he will deliver me, or for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence, that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. So God himself is our shield. He is our refuge. He is our hiding place. When our day is difficult, when we're going through difficult moments, when we're going through that struggle, when we're really fighting every day um, against the enemy, against our flesh, or against our, our, our flesh, the emotions and, and things that are happening in life, because you will never hear from me that that life is going to be easy just because of Jesus. I will never tell you that lie. That 
Um, sometimes it's going to be difficult. And when we're going through those difficulties, it is God's faithfulness that will keep us safe during this time. And when the enemy is coming after us, it's going to be God himself and his faithfulness that helps us through. Ruben? You know, <laughs> I just thought of something right now. I'm like, you're like Bob and I'm like Larry, basically. I like, I mean, we're talking about VeggieTales, if you guys don't know. <laughs> Uh, what that is, you know, but VeggieTales, you know, there's, there's Bob the Tomato and there's like Larry the Cucumber, you know. And, you know, you, you're bringing like, like the, you're uh, talking about about uh, about the topic, right? And then uh, I come in and I'm like Larry, that like, he, like he just talks about like something something he saw or something that he remembered, you know. Because, yeah, like right now I just remember, I'm like, well, we, well seeing this, right, seeing these notes. Hey Amen. I saw this like this Instagram post, and they were like, like a little, like a little rock, like hit somebody, right? And he was like, "Hey, you know," he was like, "Hey, God," you know. I'm like, I, I just got hit by like a little rock, and then like we could just see like Jesus standing there, you know, in front of like these a bunch of boulders and rocks going towards them, right? And he's like, and I, I think it's like I think it's like he did, like he said it in, like in a sarcastic way. He's like, he's like, "Oh, did I miss one?" Because I'm like, I mean. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, we sometimes, we sometimes don't notice, like, how much uh, God, you know, protects us, right? He he uh, he does, like, in our everyday life, you know, because the dangers of the outside world where, like, we just go outside and we don't know if we're going to make it back home. If we go to work, to school, if we go anywhere, right? If we go anywhere outside, or even in our, in our own home, you know, <laughs> who knows? I mean, it's a dangerous world. Where, I mean, we're living one day at a time, right? We're just living one day where we just, I mean, we don't know if we're going to make it through the whole day or not. And, man, and, and like I said last episode, that one of the mistakes that we do make as, as Christians is that we, when we, when we're, uh, when we become Christians, amen, we believe that we, we won't have any problems. We won't have any, any struggles, and we uh and then when we see the struggles when we see the, those problems you know we start to uh tremble and be like what's going on and we start to question god and be like god what's going on you know like like i, I feel like i'm pinned against the wall right and i i feel like there's no way out and and you know i don't know what to do you know and <laughs> One of the crazy things that one of the crazy things is that we are Christians, right? But the last thing we do is go to God and pray about it. That's the last thing we do, right? That's like the last thing we do. We try to fix it by ourselves. We and then <laughs> one of the funny things is like we go and call other people too. We're like, hey, can you pray for me for this and that, for this and that? Look what's happening, you know. I, I want you to pray for me. And. Yeah, they pray for us, but we don't pray for us. You know, we we don't pray for ourselves. You know, so so, you know, part of that that faith is going to God and, and trusting that He will. Right, do something about it. Amen. Help you throughout that problem, throughout that struggle. Because I mean, we can't do it by ourselves. We 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 really can't. You know, it's. If we see this world, this world is just a world of, of sadness, you know, and a world of, you know, it's, 
if, if we see what's going on right now in, in Afghanistan, I'll, I don't know if you guys are, are fully caught up with what's going on out there, you know, but it, it's pretty sad what's going on there, you know, and, you know, and we sometimes, we sometimes like, whine about, like, the smallest things, you know, but if we see other people, you know, people, people have it worst, you know, uh, every time, like, I go, you know, uh, to this uh, uh, bakery store, you know, uh, it's like in the center of, of Pasco, and you always see these these homeless people, and and I know some people say, oh, you know, he's he's like that because, sorry, They're like oh, he's like that because of drugs, or like he he's, he's like that because this and that, you know, oh, he's too young, he's he's supposed to be working, you know, and we sometimes judge these people, right? And I know I'm getting a little bit to- a little bit off topic, but you know, sometimes it's good to talk about this, you know. Uh, and, yeah, and you see these guys, right, these, these people, these homeless people outside, you know, and I think about this, you know, I don't know if some of you think about this this way, but I, I sometimes think about it, and I'm like, you know, what have they gone through to end up here, you know, and it, it's sad, you know, and I'm like, we whine, every, we, we, like, complain every single day, you know, about this and that. You're like, oh, God, what, why me? Why do I have this problem, you know? There's people that have it worse, you know? <laughs> Amen? So, I mean, be thankful for what you have. And, and, and like I said before, we have, we, such a, we have such a negative mind sometimes where we only grab, like, the bad stuff. And, and we don't take time to appreciate the good stuff that God has given us. So I, uh, uh, we woke up today, amen? We have food under um, over our table, not under. <laughs> I don't know why I said under. Uh, we have food over our table, amen. We have a roof. We live under a roof, right? Uh, we have clothes to to uh, put on, amen. So, yes, just have that faith in God. If we have a God that that He can literally, you know, cure any disease, you know, and 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 a God that you have seen power. In your life, because I believe that that you have seen miracles. I believe that every single one of us has seen miracles from God. Either you, either either if you want to believe it that it's a miracle of God or not, but we we have all seen these great miracles. I've I've I've, I've witnessed some great miracles of of, of God in in churches, you know, and in some places I've I've witnessed these miracles. I'm like, God is good, and yet we doubt. In some way, like, like like the Israelites, you know, the Israelites they saw the power, right, of 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 God, how how He sent the plagues to Egypt. Uh, it's just something supernatural. Where you're like, there's no way that the Israelites cannot like believe in God anymore. Right? Like like there's no way like they should believe in God like all the time, you know. Yet when they were in the Red Sea. And the and the and the Pharaoh was chasing them, amen, was going after them, they panicked. And they even told Moses, they were like, Why did you bring us here? Did you bring us here to die? Did you bring us here to get killed by the Egyptians? <laughs> Imagine like having that doubt. If even though they saw those miracles in the past, they saw those plagues going on. Amen. And they still doubted. Imagine, but but we do it sometimes. We do, even though we've seen God's miracles in our lives, in our, almost every single day, if not if not every single day, we see God's, you know, 
glory, we see, you know, how the outside, you know, uh, the skies, you know, the trees, nature, amen? <laughs> and yet, when we have a problem, we, we doubt that God can do something to to fix our problem, to, to help us throughout that struggle, amen? Brother Elisas, back to you. I agree. I think that um, we are, we've been talking about this at at our church um, the last couple of weeks, and it's how a lot of the times we are experts in what's wrong with our lives. We are experts in, in everything that's gone wrong and what God hasn't done or worked out. And we tend to focus that. We just naturally uh, are hyper-focused on everything that's wrong, and we tend to ignore everything that's good and everything that God has done good for our, us and how things have worked out for us. And so I would encourage everybody to, you know, if you were to just sit down one day and your, let your prayer be just thanking God for every specific thing, for the air in your lungs, for your health, if you have money in your bank, if you have food in your fridge, if you have gas in your car, you know, uh, those are all things that, that should make us grateful and thankful to God because in the end, he doesn't owe us anything, right? And this is the God that we believe in. This is the God that we have faith in. Um, this is our God that's always faithful um, and that sees us through these struggles. And so if we go, if we come back to this and we see that if, if the Old Testament tells us that God is our shield, why is Paul telling us in Ephesians that our shield is our faith? So faith is the means, it's the way that we flee to God for refuge, that we go to God for safety. Faith is how we hold on to God and find comfort and protection when times are difficult. So imagine that you've fallen into an ocean and you're drowning. You can't swim, all right? You're in this ocean, you, you can't swim, and there's nothing you can do to save yourself in this ocean. But then somebody throws you a rope. If you grab a hold of that rope, you can be saved. But in order to be saved, there are several things that are needed. First, you need to believe in the existence of the rope. And if uh, so, you, you need to first that you see the rope. You need to actually believe that that is an actual rope that you're seeing what you think you're seeing. You need to believe in the existence of that rope, and that there is someone at the other end of that rope. If there's no rope and there is nothing to grab, if there's no one at the other end of the rope then it's still pointless, right? It's still completely pointless because what's the point of holding onto a rope in the middle of the ocean? So that still isn't enough to save you, to believe in the existence of the rope and that there is someone at the other end of the rope that's not enough to save you. You also need to believe and you need to know that the person at the other end of the rope wants to help you. If it were wartime, if you were in the middle of a war, you're, uh, you know, and, and the person at the other end of the rope is an enemy, is the person that you're fighting, you would probably not want to grab the rope because they would hurt you anyway, right? You'd just be their prisoner now. But if your best friend is at the end of the rope, you wouldn't hesitate to grab a hold of it. You would grab it in an instant. So you could believe all of those things and still drown. You could believe that the rope is real. You could believe there is someone at the other end of the rope. You could believe that that person on the other end wants to help you. But if you don't actually grab the rope, you will still drown. If you don't physically take that action, 
you will still drown. So if all of your beliefs don't lead you to the necessary action, then they do you no good. So this picture uh, that that we just kind of painted for you helps us understand what Christians mean when they talk about faith. Faith isn't as simple as I believe in God. That's not that's not faith. That's not what faith is supposed to be. If you say I believe in God, that that isn't equate faith. Having just this general belief in a supreme being of the universe isn't what Paul is talking about. Paul is talking about faith in a specific God of the Bible, in the specific God of the Bible, the God who loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that all who believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That is what Paul is talking about. We may be able to define faith in biblical terms, but let's be honest, sometimes our faith isn't the, the shield that it should be against the attacks of the enemy. Kind of like what Reuben was saying just a little while ago, sometimes our faith, our beliefs aren't always comforting to us or sustain us in the times of our deepest, hardest struggles, right? When we are losing the fight, when we feel like we're losing the fight, when uh, we're in the deepest loneliness and depression and sadness and anxiety, when we are spiritually and emotionally down, our faith is not acting as a shield because we feel like we are being hit over and over and over again. And in the moments when we need it the most, we feel unable to take up the shield of faith and use it the way God intended. So why isn't your faith a shield in the middle of the storm? So let me throw you back into the ocean, all right? So if you're back in the ocean, uh, you have to answer this question, do you believe in God, right? So do you believe in God? If you say, yes, I believe in God, I want to tell you that's not enough. Remember, the simple belief that there is someone at the other end of the rope isn't enough. By saying, yes, I believe in God, you're saying, yes, I believe there's someone at the other end of the rope. That's not enough to just have faith in God. You need to understand it's not enough to simply believe that there's a God somewhere out there in the heavens. You have to know that he has the power to save you, that he has the power to pull you in, that he has the power to rescue you. Uh, For faith to be your shield, you need to believe that God is sovereign, right? So that means that you have to believe that God is the king, that he is ruling over everything, that God is in control of every single little detail in the universe. We have to understand that God doesn't just control the big things, right? God doesn't just control, uh, you know, and direct when the sun rises and when the sun falls and when the moon rises and when the moon falls uh, and, you know, the movements of every star. God controls and directs everything that seems bad to us. God controls and directs every car crash every job loss, every health problem, every relationship struggle, every one of these things comes into our life because God, the supreme ruler commander of the universe, dictated it to be. I may not know who will win the next elections, but what I do know is God is in control. This is where we run into a problem. We can confess and say all we want, how we believe that God is always in control, That's an easy theory. We can just believe that, yeah, God's in control. It's a simple belief to believe that he is always in control. But we have a really hard time holding on tight to this truth in the middle of the most desperate challenges in our life, 
in the middle of the struggle, it's hard to, to wrap our heads around that God's in control. It's hard and difficult for us to believe this when the enemy seems so strong and when we seem so weak, when our problems and struggles seem so big, when our world seems to be completely out of control. To really experience faith as a shield, you have to not only know that your God is powerful, you also have to know that God is your friend. Knowing that God is sovereign and in control of everything isn't comforting in and of itself. You have to know that this sovereign God who is in control of everything is on your side. And here sometimes we also struggle in the middle of the most intense pain in our life. It's hard for us to believe that God is really on our side because we said we think, well, like if God's on my side, why am I going through this? And maybe we pray to God. Maybe we have desperately cried out to God and nothing has happened. And this is when doubt starts to creep in and starts to, you know, begins to creep into our lives and so your belief in god won't shield you if you don't believe that god is for you reuben yeah i mean the bible the bible, the bible also says you know do you believe in god good right also demons believe that there's a god and they uh, fear him and believing that there is a god that exists right that there's a uh a higher power, amen, will not save you, amen, when this doesn't, it's like, it's like acknowledging, like, like, like that's just saying that you just acknowledge that there is something, right, uh, a few months ago, right, I was in the, I was in the, in the car with a friend of mine, and we were talking about God, amen, and I told her, I'm like, I'm not going to force you into believing in God, right? I'm not going to tell you that, this and that, you know? Because at the, at the end of the day, it's your choice, your life. And this is, this is, this is what I'm going to tell all of you right now, you know? You, you are free to do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, if you want to go to the, if you want to do whatever you want, you want to go do drugs, go drink, you know, do whatever, it's your choice. And man, I cannot stop you. I'm, I'm not your dad or your mom. You know, I can't be like, oh no, you gotta stay here. You know, you gotta stay here. You can't go over there, you know. Yeah, it's, it's your life. So I can't dictate, like like you said, right? Your choices. Amen. But you have, you have control over every single choice. Amen. But what you don't have control of is your consequences. Amen. Every single thing that you do, there's going to be consequences for it. If, if you vape, you're going to have some pretty messed up lungs. Amen. If you do this and that, you know, there's going to be consequences for it. You know, either good or bad, depending on, on what choice you've, you've taken. Amen. And, and, and what this friend, what she told me, you know, it, it was pretty shocking to me. Because she was like, oh no, like, I just believe that there's a, I do believe that there's a God, but like, I just like, like he's my homie and stuff, you know. Like, like I like I know him, you know. But like, I'm like, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have like a connection with them, you know, if 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 you don't pray to him, if if you don't go to church, how you gonna say that he's like, oh, he's like he's my homie, you know? Uh, like, it doesn't make sense. And man, like, like imagine um, uh, like a friend, you know? How you gonna say someone is a friend of yours of like? you have no communication with them or her. If you don't talk to them, if you don't text them, you know, 
if there's no communication in in in, in months, then I mean like, how are you gonna consider them a friend? That'd be more like an acquaintance, right? So, so yeah, she was saying she's like, oh no, he's my homie, you know, like, like we we just chill, you know, like like I don't mess with him, he doesn't mess with me, you know. I'm like, no, that that, that doesn't work, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's what I had to say, you know. Uh, there's a big difference, you know. Back to you. Right. I think a lot of people have this uh, this way of believing that, oh, you know, I'm a good person, so so God's okay with me. I'm I'm a good person, so so you know, yeah, I believe in God and I believe I'm a good person, and so that's why a law is so important when we talk about like the Ten Commandments and the moral law that God gave because. It really shows us how bad we are and why we need Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, this we can't just believe in this powerful God somewhere in the universe. We need to believe that he is for us, that he loves us, that he cares about us, that he's on our side. This is why it's so important that we build our faith in God on the truth. And the truth is found in the word of God. Our feelings about whether God exists or who he is will rise and fall with our emotions, but his word, his truth endures forever. The question we have to ask is, what does the Bible say about God being on our side? Is he really on our side? The interesting thing here is that the Bible starts by telling us God isn't automatically on everyone's side. Uh, we've discussed this before, that God isn't some old uh, some old man up in the sky who exists just to make everyone happy um, and to make everyone feel good about themselves. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, Paul tells the Ephesians the natural state that they were in before knowing God. And it's a state that we were all in, that we have all been in. No matter how good of a person you think you are, we've all been here. He says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sense of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So Paul is telling them, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. You were by nature children of wrath. God wasn't on your side because you were God's enemy and he was yours. You were drowning and you had no right to call out to God for help. God had no reason to throw you a rope because you had spent all of your time sinning against him, not doing the things that he told you to do. And this is not only true for the Ephesians, it's true for all of us. Some people have a hard time accepting this fact. People will say things like, I'm a good person, I believe in God, I go to church sometimes, Jesus is my homeboy, you know, like he's okay, you know, we're, we're, we're cool, he, he doesn't mind because I'm a good person. People who think like this don't understand how radical of a claim God has over our lives. The very first commandment God gave Israel was in Exodus 23, you shall have no other gods before me. What God is saying with this is nothing can be more important in your life than me. Nothing can take first priority in your life than me. And how many of us can honestly say we have kept that commandment? We can't even keep the commandment to honor our parents, not to kill, not to commit adultery, not to steal, not to covet. We have all broken those commandments. Uh, this becomes especially true 
um, when we remember that it's not just our actions that count against us, it's our thoughts, our thoughts that count against us. So if you think, oh, I've never committed adultery, uh, look, you need to go to Matthew 5, 21 to 28. Jesus tells us just, just thinking a certain way or, a, or thinking certain things are equal to committing the act. How many of us have never been jealous of something that someone has? Who has never lusted over someone? Who has never been angry with someone? To really understand our condition before we had God, think and try to remember who taught you to do what is wrong, right? When did you have to work and learn how to sin, right? So when we have children, we raise our children and we teach them good things, right? We teach our children when to say please, when to say thank you. We teach them how to tie their shoes, how to clean their hands and wipe their faces and wipe their noses and cover their mouths when they cough and sneeze. No parent has ever sat a child down and said, okay, guys, today I'm going to teach you how to sin, right? None of us ever had that. You know, that just comes naturally to children, to the, to people, just like it did to us, right? I can guarantee that none of our parents, Ruben, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me here. <laughs> none of our parents ever came and sat us down and were like, okay, mijo, I'm going to teach you how to sin today. today. Today, the lesson is how to sin. That doesn't happen, right? It, it just Sin just comes naturally. By nature, we are born God's enemies. By nature, we are drowning in our sin and rebellion, and God had absolutely no reason to rescue us. Uh, well, I mean, the Bible does say that the knowledge of sin, right? Oh my God, like, I can't remember the verse. But it says that the, the, the knowledge, no, the law, yeah, the law is the knowledge of sin. So basically, uh, knowing how to do good also in some way teaches you how to do bad. Also, like, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this like easier for you guys. You know, for example, a speed limit, right? If you go on on the highway, right, and there's this speed limit, let's say 60, right, the speed limit is 60. So you know that you can only get to 60. So now you know that if you go over 60, that is bad, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're speeding, right? So therefore you have that knowledge you have the knowledge of the bad things, you know? I, I just want to say that, you know? I, I wanted to point that out. Back to you. I guess my thing is that, so let's be honest, all of us who drive, <laughs> um, if, if the speed limit is 60, how many of us can honestly say that we'll set our cruise control to 60, right? Everybody always goes 62, 63, 65, depending on where you're going, you know, if you're on a highway and it's totally lonely. So people even, I mean, we've all seen, you know, everybody's driving super fast. I'm not saying everyone, a hundred percent of people, I'm sure there's some really decent people that drive the official speed. The limit. old people, you know, we all get mad at them. We all get mad at them. <laughs> but what I'm saying is who taught us to go over 60, right? We know and we were taught and we read in all the manuals and then through all the lessons that, hey, this is the speed limit, this is where you go. But why do we still go over? Who taught, who te nobody teaches us. We just, we just do it, right? And so this is where 
Uh, but I think that's a really good example, though. Yeah, it's true. Like knowing what is we're supposed to be doing teaches us what we're not supposed to be doing. I, I like that. And so this is where we see the beauty of the Christian message. God had no reason to save us, but he did. God was our enemy, and there was nothing we could do about it. By nature, we were his enemy and didn't even want anything to do with him. Don't kid yourself. You were never a good person outside of Jesus, outside of God. But God is rich in mercy and love, and he made us alive in Christ. He didn't wait for us to start swimming in the right direction through Jesus. God himself swam out to meet us. By doing this, he shows us that without a doubt, he is on our side. He did that by the great message that is the gospel. God the Father treated the Jesus the Son, the only innocent person who ever lived, as if he were guilty. So that he could treat us, the real guilty people, as innocent. God poured all the anger and wrath that he had against sin on Jesus. On the cross, Jesus suffered the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual pain that we deserve for our sin. And the sins of all people, the power and forgiveness of the cross, reached back and paid for the sin of everyone who had ever lived before him. And he reached into the future to pay for the sins of everyone who would pay or who would live after. If you are a Christian today, if you are a true Christian today, then the cross has paid all of your sins, past, present, and future. We are now friends of God. We are now children of God. So we know that if God brings us the rope, he is also going to pull us into safety. What counts is not the strength of our faith or the strength of our faithfulness. Our security comes from the fact that Jesus was faithful for us, and we rely on what Jesus already did. Ruben? I mean, I already talked to them. I mean, I don't know if you're going to break of, of, of already speaking. But, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have, I have said everything that I wanted to say about about this uh, topic. Uh, That's about, all right. I about this, this part, you know. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we were enemy of God before, you know, and yeah, we 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 lived. I mean, not me, you know. I, I was born in the <laughs> in the church, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking for the rest of you, you know, uh, but yeah, uh, before, you know, uh, we didn't have like, I would, I would say like, we didn't care, I would say, like, like about what, about God, basically, we would just be like, I'm, I'm living the good, uh, youthful life, you know, drinking, doing this, doing that, you know, or, uh, and what we don't realize is that God actually went and, and sent his son to die on the cross and also i, I feel like, i feel like we don't give enough credit to jesus also because we're, we're talking mostly about god right now but, but jesus also i mean jesus he just imagine the pain you know he didn't not want to go through that he even prayed to the father he was like if there's a an opportunity right if there's if there's a, a chance of, of me not going through it Alright, if there's a possibility of, of me not going through what I'm going to go through, amen, I'd rather not go through it. But he said, but it's not my will, but, but yours. Amen, and, and imagine just, just being spit on the face, you know, uh, being whiplashed, you know, 
that crown of thorns, those those nails on 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 his uh, hands and, and and feet. There's all that pain and suffering. Just for us, you know. Just for humanity, even though some of us wouldn't love him back. He loved us even though he knew that some of us wouldn't love him back. Because we see nowadays, like, like, we see, I mean, throughout history, where people have, yeah, there's even atheists, uh, they're like, oh yeah, I don't believe in God, you know, I don't believe that there's a God, a God that exists. You know, and just imagine, and, and like, that's so much different to us, you know, us as, as humans, you know. We expect to be loved in order to love other people. Like, oh yeah, if, 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 if he loves me, you know, if, if she loves me, you know, and we're really good friends and I'll love him back, I'll love her back, you know. But if we have somebody that, that treats us bad, you know, our reaction isn't as good, you know. We're like, oh yeah, I don't like him either, you know, and, and start having beef with them, you know. But Jesus, you know, being spit at by people, you know, and these... Alright, means being spit at, you know, being whiplashed by these soldiers, amen. He, uh, like, he could have, you know, just, but like, enough, you know, like, then just like, I had enough, I had enough of, of you guys hitting me, of, of you guys spitting in my face, spitting me, you know, I'm gonna kill you all, you know. I'm gonna unleash all my power over you and all my wrath. Onto you, I'm gonna descend. You know, I'm gonna make angels descend from heaven and kill you all. He could have done that. He he had the power to do it, but he decided not to for love. Amen. Because he decided to love us. Amen. It is beautiful. Amen. Back to you. No, I agree, and I think that um, it's it's even more beautiful when we think about in in the book of John. We see how everything was created by Jesus, through Jesus, and everything is sustained by Jesus um, for his glory. So when we think about this, like, just real quick, because I know this is a little bit off topic, but I do love this, is, is that think if you think about the crucifixion of Jesus, okay, think about when Jesus was crucified. Remember, Jesus created all things. All things were created through him are sustained, kept together, held together by him. Even when he was here on earth, he was still God, keeping all things, sustaining all things. So when you think about that, he was the one who created the tree that he was nailed to. That wood that he, that he was nailed to was created by him. The nails, the crown of thorns, the whips, all of those things, he created them. That's what was being used to hurt him. Think about this, um, the, the muscles of the glands that are needed to create spit in your mouth, Jesus created those. The muscles that you need to spit, that spit out of your mouth in a direction, Jesus created that. And that was, so when people were spitting on Jesus' face, it was through things that he was had created and that he was sustaining. So people were allowed to and able to spit on him because he allowed it. Like, isn't that mind-blowing? Like, like, guys, let's be honest. If somebody spits on us, we're going to throw hands. I don't care how Christian you are. 
somebody spits on you, you're probably going to slide off your cross for a couple minutes and say something or do something. I mean, come on. But Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, creator of all things, guys, that, I mean, come on, you know, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And, and maybe we can go into that in another episode, but I agree. I think when we think about those things, it's awesome. And so, um, as we were saying, though, talking about the crucifixion, we're relying on what Jesus already did, not because we earned it, but because God loved us. So when the enemy is attacking you with everything he has, how can your faith guard you and strengthen you against Satan? First, our faith points our eyes to the promises of God. So the author of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So Faith reminds us that the battle we are in, the struggle, is not all there is. God has promised us a wonderful and beautiful future in his presence. Through Jesus, we have a blessing promised to us so great that it will make the current pain we work with or deal with seem like nothing. The end is just around the corner, right? Um, I can't remember who uh, this quote is from, but they said one second in glory will make years of pain and suffering disappear. So that one second when we get to heaven, that one second in the glorious presence of God is going to make all the pain and suffering that we experience on earth disappear. So by faith, um, we grab a hold of the truth, reminding ourselves of the promises of God. God has promised to be with me when I walk through the deepest, darkest moments of my life. Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. In Romans 8, 38, he has also promised me that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. These are God's promises to me found in his word. He has proven himself faithful to all of us. So I may not know what the future holds, but I know God holds the future in his hands. I don't know what terrible things I may do. I don't know what sins others may uh, commit against me or I may commit against others. But I do know that God is in control over all of these things. Faith reminds me that because of the cross, I now have a heavenly father who loves me and is in control, that he has promised to work out whatever it is I'm going through. If he loved me enough to give his only son for me, then I know he will not allow the tiniest, smallest pain to come my way unless it is absolutely necessary for my growth and sanctification. Faith helps us to hold on to the promises of God in our darkest days. When the enemy attacks you with flaming arrows of lies, when the enemy tells you things like, God doesn't really love you or else these bad things wouldn't be happening to you. Let's be honest, sometimes when we're going through things, this lie can creep in very easily. And faith puts out that fire. Think of when parents take their kids to go get a shot, right? To go get some sort of shot. When the child knows that the shot is coming, what do they do? They hold on tighter and tighter to their parents. They don't understand what's happening. They don't understand why they're getting this shot, why they're feeling this pain. Their instinct is that as this pain is coming to get closer to mom and dad, and that is us also, as life gets harder and the fight seems like it's too much, as the pain in this life hits us because we are going to go through pain in this life. It is by faith 
that we grab a hold of God, our Heavenly Father. By faith, we hold on tighter and tighter to our God because we know He loves us even when we don't understand what's happening. Do you have anything to add, Ruben? Well, yeah, I mean, I encourage you guys to actually hold tighter and tighter to God when you have these struggles and problems going in your life because, honestly, there isn't nothing, there's nothing else that you can go to, you know. I know some of I know some of us, you know, when we have a problem, we decide to go to a friend, you know, or, or someone to talk to about it, you know, and be like, hey, look, I'm going through this, you know, I'm going through that, and, yeah, and we, we, we sometimes, we, I know I said this before, like, we, like in the, in, early in this episode, but, like, I was going to say it again, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to summarize it back again, all right, but, uh, yeah, we, we need to know that there's actually a God out there that is willing to help us and, and, and willing to, and he's right there with us, you know, I want to view, there's a, there's a really good song that I love, it's in Spanish, you know, it's called, uh, I can't remember the song, but but it's, uh, no, 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 I can't, okay, 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 I know now, I know, I know, it's called Las Huellas, which in, in, in Spanish is called, I mean, in English, is called the, the uh, footprints, oh. <laughs> footprints, right? And uh, in, in this song, it says that this guy he's walking with Jesus, right? And that uh, you could he could see two sets of footprints, right? His and Jesus, right? And then it says that then the storm came in, right? The struggles, the problems came in, and that uh, he felt so lonely. And then when he looked back at, at, the, at the footprints, right, he only saw one set of footprints, right? And he was, he was trying to doubt God and be like, God, why did you leave me, you know? And then Jesus responded to him and he was like, I didn't leave you the whole time I was here. And the reason why you only saw one footprint is because I was holding you through that storm, through that struggle. The, the, the reason why you only saw one footprint because they were my footprints, not yours. And that's crazy. I, it just, it's just, I'm like, that's, that's us all the time, you know, when we're going through a struggle or a problem, we're like, where is God in this scenario? And we don't even realize that he's right there with us, you know, he's right there beside us, you know, helping us through that struggle, you know? And... Yeah, I mean, you should pray to God, you know. Don't be one of those Christians that when, when there's a problem, you, we forget about God, you know, and, and we don't even pray. You know, it, it's, sad to, it's sad to think about, you know, and I'm going to say this real quick before we go to the one hour, one hour mark, and then we go, before we go to a pause, before we go to a pause, I'm going to say this, you know. It's sad that there are Christians, there are people that call themselves Christians, but they don't know how to pray. It's just sad. I mean, how don't you know how to pray? And before you guys say, oh, remember, you don't know how to pray in English, you know? <laughs> I mean, I do know how to pray, but, like, I, I'm more comfortable praying in Spanish, you know? And, and, and here I have a witness over here, Brother Lisa, that every time before we, we start the podcast, we pray. And, and that's not the prayer, okay? <laughs> Amen? So, and, and, I mean, it's just that, I mean, 
when I put in English, it's just, I have more pauses, you know, so... I, I, like, I like having that pause, you know, in the, in the podcast when, when, when we're praying for you guys, you know? But, you know, so yeah. It, it's sad that there's people that don't know how to pray. You know, as I, 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 I said, usually I would tell my students, and I'd be like, okay, in this, in this Sunday school, you know, and today, we're going to have you pray for, for, the, for, the, for the Sunday school. And they wouldn't know. They'd be like, hey, I don't know how to pray. And I'm like, how come you don't know how to pray? I mean, it's, it's something that every single Christian needs to have. I, I'm, I, I, I know you're going to agree with me right now, uh, Brother Elisa. I know you are. Because, I mean, how are you going to call yourself a Christian if you don't, if you don't, if you don't pray? Amen? Uh, and I don't know if you're going to say something real quick because we're like three minutes until the pause. So I don't know if you're going to say anything real quick. No, I think we can take it. We can take a quick break. I would say, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think prayer is so essential, and it's not as complicated as people try to make it out to be. So hopefully we are in churches and around leaders that will help us and teach us how to pray and not just assume that it's something that comes because you accepted Christ or said a prayer or whatever it is that your church calls it. But, but I agree. I think that... Um, you know, it's so important that we that we have that relationship with God, uh, trusting in Him that He is for us, that He is good. Now, very, very good points, Ruben. Amen. So uh, we're gonna get to a little bit, a little uh, quick pause, you know, a fourteen-second little music, you know, <laughs> and uh, uh, then we'll be a bank. All right. All right, we're back. Uh, Brother Lysus, take it from here. Great, thank you. So when the enemy comes to us and tells us, you know you can't help yourself. You know you are going to give in. You're going to give in to this temptation eventually because I'm stronger than you. And you always do. Like so many of us have these recurring sins that we tend to give in to. Faith is able to put that fire out also. Faith reminds us of God's word in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, where he says, He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So I can't take on Satan, but God can. I think that's one of the key things to take away from today. I can't take on Satan by, on my own. I will lose, but God can. In the middle of our temptations, it's by faith that we lean into our Father's great strength. When we find ourselves in confusing situations in life, in difficult situations in life, where we don't understand and we don't know what to do, faith points us to the wisdom of our Father. We may not know what to say to a particular person, but God knows what that person needs to hear. I may not know how to get out of the problems I find myself in, but God knows the future. By faith, I trust that at the right moment, everything will become clear. By faith, we lean, we lean into our Heavenly Father. So whenever we pray by faith, we are leaning into the power and wisdom of God. We just finished up right talking about how important prayer is for Christians to know how to pray. It's because it's through that prayer of faith that we are leaning into getting close to the power and wisdom of God. Prayer isn't a trick that we use to get God to do what we want. Prayer isn't a way of bossing God around. Yet so many of us treat it that way, right? We pray for food and we just say, God, bless this food. 
instead of saying, God, thank you for this food, right? We're just demanding, God, bless this now, you know? No, thank you, God, for providing this food for us. So when we pray, we bring our worries and requests to God, but we are confident in his great power and love for us. We, we know that he will do whatever is best for us. Um, there's this, you know, this quote that, that I, I've heard a lot that says, oh, I don't talk to God about how big my problems are. I talk to my problems about how big my God is. People like that. I actually think that's not quite right. We should come to God and tell him what our problems are. It, even if, you know, we might see them as huge. God wants to know that, he, you know, we need to come to God and tell him, hey, this is going on, Right. So confidence in the power of God and in the love he has for us is the essence of faith. It's like the core of faith. When we pray, we are confessing that God is on our side. When we pray, we are acknowledging, we are recognizing that God has great power and wisdom over every situation. We believe all of this, not because it's it's a nice thought or a nice idea, not because it's a nice fantasy or it's positive thinking. We believe this but because we have seen his power, his love and wisdom demonstrated, shown to us in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Christ's death, we see the love God has for us, a love that will not let us go, even though we were sinners and rebels. In Christ's resurrection, we see the power God has, power that can destroy sin without destroying the sinner. Do you have anything to add, Ruben? Well, I mean, like you said, you know, when we pray, you know, uh, we sometimes expect to have what we, what we want right here, right now. And man, we're like, God, I really want this, you know, but I, w- I want you to fix it right now. Or I want, I want you to give me this right now. And we don't really want God's timing. We, we want our timing. But what we, what we don't know is that God's timing is perfect. Right? He's not late. He's not too early. He's just in time. Uh, so we just have to trust in, in God's timing for, for everything. You know, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes we do, you know, some Christians do boss uh, God around, you know. Like, no, I mean, they try, you know, because we, we, we can't boss God, right? But people try sometimes to, to be bossy, you know, and... and and tell God, God, I need this right now, you know. And not just that, but also we, some Christians also make the mistake of making a, a covenant. Like, just out of nowhere. And even though covenants are good, you know, but some people make, like, covenants that they will not keep, right? They make promises that they will not keep. They'll be like... God, if if you if you give me this car, if 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 you if you allow me to buy this car, I'll go to church every single day. I'll pray to you every single day. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll 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 give uh, the ten percent. How do you how do you say the the what's the, what's the name for it? Tithe. Yeah, tithe. Yeah. Uh, when you well, yeah when you do that, when you give ten percent, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give ten percent to the church, you know, and and you know, I'll do this and that, you know. And then when we have it, right? God gives us a job, you know. When, when you pray for a job, God gives us a job. When you pray for the car, God gives you the car, you know. And you promise for it. And then you forget about your promise, you know. 
instead of going to church with a car, you know, we go and party, you know, like, I'm gonna go, oh, I'm gonna go over here, you know, oh my god, I need to go, I want to go to Silverwood so bad, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to church, you know, and we forget about our promises, I'm like, and, and, yeah, I mean, just, just have a fact, you know, because the Bible does warn, does warn us about making these promises, like, without thinking, right, where, it says that it's better to, to, uh, not promise, Right, and do it than to promise and and not do it you know so yeah that's my comment for this uh segment thank you and so if you've tuned in to this point i, I would ask that um all of us just listen carefully and understand this that even when we don't believe with all our hearts that god is sovereign in control of everything and that god is good and if we're honest with ourselves that um that's pretty often uh, even when we believe those things, that doesn't change the truth. Our constant cry, our constant prayer needs to be, God, I believe in you, but help my unbelief. And he will. Remember that in the end, it's not our faith that shields us, but God himself. When the shield of our faith fails, God is the strong and mighty shield that will never fail and keeps us safe from the attacks of the enemy. So let's look at what Jesus says in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 32. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. So what, there are two really important details we have to focus on or I want us to focus on today. First is that the first you in Greek is plural. And just like he did to Peter, Satan wants to sift all of us like wheat. Sifting was like when we strain pasta, right? Only it's more violent. They would take the wheat and they would shake it and beat it really hard to separate the good wheat from the dirt, the rocks, the stems, or what's called the chaff. Uh, so this is what happened to Peter, and God may allow it to happen to us. Just like Peter, God may allow our weak faith to be exposed and for us to be shaken violently by the enemy. But here's the second thing to note. Jesus didn't pray that Peter wouldn't get sifted by Satan. Jesus prayed that when he was sifted, his faith would not fail. So now Jesus, our high priest, prays for us so that in the middle of our struggles, in the middle of our trials, our failures, our depression, our loneliness, our anxiety, in the middle of our lives being violently shaken back and forth by the struggles in our life, that our faith will not fail. Here we find the good news because Jesus' prayers are always answered. Faith is a shield because it connects us to the fundamental promises of God in the gospel. By faith, we trust in the goodness of God, goodness that was demonstrated in the death of Jesus that gets us into heaven. By faith, we grab a hold of the rope that God throws us confident and trusting that God will save us. By faith, we trust in the power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And by faith, we believe in God's great love for us, love that will never let us go. When we trust in the goodness, power, and love of God, we have a shield that can put out all the flaming arrows that the enemy throws at us. And more importantly, in God and his faithfulness, we have a shield that will protect us even when our faith is weak. And until the day we step from this life to the next and see him face to face, we know that we have that shield. Ruben? You know, I had something, but I, I 
forgot that uh, second. Oh no, okay, it came back, okay, it came back, alright. Oh no, like, <laughs> uh, for a second uh, I lost it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just have faith in God and we should pray for, to Him for strength to go throughout the day. I watched this, this video. And like like he's, like you were saying right that Jesus did did not pray for it not to happen right he prayed that he would have faith, amen. That uh, that his faith would not fail, right? Uh, and one thing that that we do a lot and uh, is that we worry too much. We worry about tomorrow. And what Jesus tells us is that he has given us strength. Uh, for he's given us strength. Oh my God! I just read the text, and I'm just <laughs> it made me just <laughs> it made me just uh, lose what I was saying. But uh, like I was saying, you know, uh, where was I? What did, what did I say? Oh yeah, okay. He gave he gives us strength right for today. Amen. He has given the strength that for a problem that we're gonna, we're gonna go through today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be another, another day, amen? God will give us strength for tomorrow. So don't worry about tomorrow, you know? God has given us the, the amount of strength that we need to go throughout this day, amen? Tomorrow's another day and tomorrow he'll give you new strength for what's gonna happen tomorrow. I mean, just have trust in him. Just have faith in him. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that you're not gonna. You're not gonna have any problems. You're not gonna have any struggles, right? But what I'm. What I'm here to tell you. What I can guarantee you is that if you hold on to God, God will hold on to you, and you'll be okay. Amen. You'll be okay. You'll go through that storm, but you have. You will have peace in that storm. Man, there will still be the storm, you know, but, but you'll have peace in that storm. While you, while you have that struggle, while you have that problem, you will have peace. Alright, so stop worrying about it, you know, just leave it to God, you know. Leave it to God. Any uh, last thing you want to say before we end this episode, before we give them the final challenge and we pray for them? The last thing, uh, just to kind of comment on what you said is, it is true and we're not saying it's not going to be difficult sometimes finding peace in the middle of a struggle is difficult but that's what our faith is, is faith is that connection to god and it's god who's going to bring us that peace um but but i agree that we need to just continue to in that faith it's a daily thing to have faith like ruben was saying we can't we can't be looking and stressing about tomorrow um yeah it's difficult right but but we need to be having that faith that God is in control. So go ahead with the challenge. Man, to this, this week's challenge that I have for you guys is uh, pray to God and ask Him, ask Him to to give you more faith to to strengthen to strengthen. Did you say? It? I feel like I'm saying it wrong. To strengthen your your faith, Amen. To to give you more faith because we all need it, Amen. And to give you the 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 amount of, of of strength to go throughout your day, amen. And I encourage you guys to not let go, amen. 
even though if it's I know uh, some of you may may go through some very very harsh times in which you feel like you're alone when in which you feel like you have nobody there for you when where where you don't where you just probably you feel depressed or, or or anxiety or whatever you're going through you know you go to God he'll give you that strength amen and, and you will have that peace in the middle of the storm if you just believe amen I'm not gonna guarantee you that 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 problem will be over right now or that the problem will be over in a week or maybe in a year you know but I can assure you that you will have peace and storm if you just believe in God and you have that connection with God amen so that's the challenge for you guys pray to God ask him for, to give you more faith amen uh, we're gonna go back to our brother Ulysses so he can uh, pray for us so yeah yes let's pray so father wherever we find ourselves in this moment we just want to start and say thank you for your gracious love kindness forgiveness and faithfulness if we were to take you and list all of the good things that you have given us by your grace and your grace alone uh the list would be never ending thank you father god for the life of every single listener god we pray that through this episode and through this podcast that their lives uh can be just lifted up a little bit more um, pointed uh, just a little bit more towards you, your loving kindness to the cross of Jesus Christ and the empty grave um, because of that resurrection and God to understand that the Holy Spirit is now in us, that your Holy Spirit would embrace us um, and speak to us and guide us and lead us and bring whatever is necessary for this moment, whether that be an embrace of love and forgiveness, whether it be conviction, correction, whatever it is that we need in this moment. And God, we pray that throughout these difficult moments in our lives that we can just hold on to that shield of faith that is our Heavenly Father, that is God Almighty who is in control. That even in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the struggle, we can know that God is faithful, that God is good, that God is just, that you will see us through. That this is only a temporary affliction that will be forgotten in that time of glory that we have in you for all of eternity. We give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, if you're still here, then uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Amen. Uh, I hope this is, I hope that this uh, episode has been a great blessing to your life and to your soul. If you like this episode, make sure to uh, share it to your friends and family to spread the word, and so they can also have a word of encouragement in their life. They probably need it. They probably need this word. You know, just share it. Amen. You can't like this because uh, you can't you can't like podcasts. So um, I mean, but I guess you can follow it on, on Spotify. Uh, I don't know, if, like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically like you, you just you, you just subscribe basically when you put follow you subscribe and you put notification for notifications for when a new episode comes out. But you know, uh, we have new episodes every single Sunday. You know, uh, next episode will be part part six. Amen. Episode eight. Amen. We're looking forward to that. And uh, I know I haven't been, I haven't been posting on on Thursdays like I said I would be, but uh, you know uh, I'll have to look into that. You know I've been quite busy, but yeah. Uh, my name is Ruben, and this is the way to heaven. God bless. <laughs>